There's a limit to making it all the same Idyllic summer afternoon we can't reclaim I've been reliving, reanimating in cemeteries I want it all back, I want it all back If it's true the summer, bring the summer back to you with the chainsaw, chainsaw. How's everybody doing today? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with uh, my co-host. Adam. Sweet. He's got a new microphone today. Yeah, I sound great. Oh, dude, you sound if so If I say beautiful. so myself. So beautiful. We are also joined today by uh, an amazing, I guess it would be indie pop. Is that? Yeah, I suppose so. I, I, suppose I lean so. on alternative. Alternative. Just... <laughs> okay. Okay. Umbrella um, term. We have King Cynic with us. How are you doing? Hello. Tonight, man? Hello. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, having me on, guys. Yeah, no problem, man. So you are part of the uh, FBD media family, correct? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Love those dudes, man. How did, how did you get involved with all that? I mean, so, oh my God, where does it start? So me and uh, you guys know uh, Obi Dreams, of course. Yes. Um, we were uh, in a band together and we played a show at a at like a weed clinic. And uh, Shaka, uh, Shaka and Sad Boy Sam were playing the same show. And so uh, we just got to talking to each other. I do some like um, some like freelance animation. And so I told them, hit me up if you ever want to like make something together. And through them, I met uh, Ghost Shaft. And uh, I mean, through Quentin alone, I've met like, you know, at least 10 people. So it just kind of went from there. I think yeah. it was very much like um, kind of a lockdown type thing. Like it really started to get moving during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, that online communication just became so much more like vital. Yeah. 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 I met a um, bunch of cool people. Everyone on that, uh, in that group, they're really great. And Ghost Shaft you know, really seemed like, he was just really trying to grow it. And I feel like he was just name dropping and he, he I mean, he knew everybody it seemed. Yeah. I yeah, think it's he, cool, man. He, he seems like a really genuine individual. Normally when you meet somebody, especially I'm sure it's very common in the music industry, they'll tell you they're going to do something and they don't do it, but. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Bass players. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. We talk about this. I've gotten like, so like working on my, on my last uh, album, like the amount of people who just poured their heart out onto that project just blew me away. And he just like, um, he's an incredible networker and, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. I've never met him in person. I've I've barely met any of these people in, in person, which is one of the things that's crazy because you really feel like you build that, uh, connection, but yeah, he's, he's great, man. He he's, his productivity is too much for me to handle. (laughs) My, My output is at least 15 times slower than him. Yeah, like he yeah. already knew who I was. He was like, "Oh, what's your name? Oh, yeah, you like liked one of my music videos, and yeah, I'm dude. gonna follow you back, and uh, yeah, we can like chat." And I was like, "Oh, dude, this guy's yeah, he's on it, man. He, Network, bro. No, he's on it, dude. He's yeah. on it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, some people will hit you up to ask for stuff, and it seems very superficial. Right. And I've really been blown away, like by this group. Everyone is very uh, tight knit and. Uh, Cause when I, when I have a feature on a project, I send them like at least three paragraphs of over description 
<laughs> just, just to give them like whatever tools they need because it's usually kind of more like um kind of conceptual type stuff so i really want right. i like i i overfeed them information so the fact that any of them even message me back after that is a miracle <laughs> like in and of itself mm-hmm. you know you, know, you want everybody to be on the same page i'm sure that's very important especially when you're sending something that you created to a group of people yeah absolutely just to like just so that they can connect the different kind of aspects you're trying to yeah. Whatever, talk about like simultaneously. Yeah. Well, their headspace not might be where yours is at the moment when you created that. So yeah, absolutely. So I try to be like over specific, if anything. Yeah. Not a bad. Well, that's thing. cool, man. Well, um, I guess we got a long introduction there, but we are going to be making a Spotify playlist today. Is there anything you want to name this bad boy? Oh my god, that's the one thing that I didn't write down. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. Let's call it Summer of Chainsaw. There you go. Hey, that's beautiful. Thank I you. I like that. Speaking of, we like to basically just do a, a deep dive into your music and stuff. And, you know, we kind of talked about the music style being um, indie, alternative, whatever. It's really chill. Really good stuff, dude. Um, oh, thank but something, you so much. That, something that stuck out to me as well was the artwork, especially on Chainsaw. It's like a, I don't know, 50s, 60s, like family beach yeah. like thing. Like, did you do that or did you find something and doctor so, it up? So the... Um, it, it's like public domain advertisements I'm like obsessed with uh-huh. because um, like once something enters the public domain, you can use it for anything. And so right. you can just go through these websites where everything is just old advertisements. And there's just something about the vibe of like advertisements from the forties and fifties or even earlier than that. That's just uh, really entertaining to me. So that's yeah. actually, hopefully it is in fact in the public domain. It doesn't get taken down, but it's actually <laughs> an old, it's an old speedo advertisement. Okay. Nice. And, uh, I chopped their heads off and I saw that. Yeah. Put a yeah, chainsaw was, in the <laughs> I thought that was funny. And I mean, and also like just the vibe in general. Like it, it just it works, man. Like the total package, like the name obviously, like I mean, it's a really cool name, you know. Yeah, and then thank you so the music, much. Yeah. And then the image that goes with it, it it just all kind of works. I really like I, that. Yeah, for you sure. Know, thank you so much for saying that because I so uh, for both of my albums, I'll kind of make some mock covers just to kind of get in the headspace because the visual kind of helps me right? Like know what I'm going for. And I didn't even plan to use that for the album cover. I was going to try to do some sort of photo shoot, which I hate. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so then like I just, you know, I redid it. You can see an old version of the album cover on my Instagram that I just did on my iPad. So I went into Photoshop and doctored it up and it just felt right. So and it got cleared by all the copyright stuff. So that's always... <laughs> Oh, that's good. always good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, hell yeah, dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah, thank um, you. So what is it that got you into music? Like, you remember some of the first things that you used to listen to, maybe your parents listened to or... Yeah, uh, so the funny thing is that when I was a little kid, like, I'd always tell my parents to turn the music off. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if I'd like it. <laughs> it's true, like, um, pretty much anything. And my dad, you know, was playing some pretty good stuff. Uh, like, my dad would always play Tom Waits, um okay. he was nice. super into a lot of the music like of the 90s he was big on like college rock but he was also always playing nirvana but it wasn't until i was like maybe 10 and it was actually a pretty typical thing but like um the beatles album abbey road oh I nice became obsessed with and i listened to that like a thousand times and when i first started making music it was almost like joke music like initially but that was when i was like little like the first time i was messing around with garage band yeah so um yeah it's kind of come a long way since then <laughs> like oh, as far yeah. as like 
what I'm going for. Cause I think it took a long time to kind of take it seriously or mm-hmm. like, you know, put yourself out there. Like you kind of want to hide behind the, uh, the comedy. Cause I was listening, you know, I'm like 12 years old. I'm listening to like tenacious D. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a song off of uh, Abbey road or. Oh yeah. So let me see here. Um, you know what? Instead of one off Abbey Road, I'm going to do one off Magical Mystery Tour and I'm going to do the song Flying because it's like a really weird instrumental that's written by all four of them and there's no lyrics at all. And uh, it has this kind of like kind of odd indie sound where it's one of the songs where you can tell like it's kind of them fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I just like that. I feel like it really bled into like indie music in general or like college mm-hmm. rock mm-hmm. kind of mixing like serious tones with like the ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, which is what I like on some of their stuff, like the white album and stuff like that. You have, mm-hmm. you know, like you'll have while my guitar gently weeps and then you'll have like the song piggies, like almost <laughs> like right next to it. Like yeah. it's just that kind of mixture of like dipping into the ridiculous uh, was something that really kind of, I got into. Yeah, for sure. I've never actually, listen to the Beatles I mean I know they're they're popular songs um right but I've never actually like I know a lot of people that's like one of those cult bands you know well I mean it's it's like history's most overrated band in a sense yes because like everyone knows about them right what I think is funny is like there's like albums that they have their early stuff that I've never listened to because it just annoys the shit out of me yeah like I almost particularly like after they decided to not play live anymore and they just did weird shit that would be like <laughs> that you could not play like live and right most people probably wouldn't even want to hear it live yeah like kind of starting with like sergeant pepper and uh magical mystery tour and the white album and stuff like that you just get things that are like truly unmarketable yeah and if if you were a band coming up like in the era that they were in you couldn't just lead with that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah like um another band that i love is uh they might be giants Oh and, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, so they do like they did the theme song to like the Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, uh okay. But like their albums and they released like at least an album a year are so weird and strange and sometimes unpleasant. And I like <laughs> <laughs> there there's I know that that sounds odd, but there's something about that where like it's so conceptual and unrelatable but good. So like could I say that I like all of their tracks? I like maybe every fifth one. Um, but uh, I mean, like, um, they have this track. We can put this on the playlist. Uh, by They Might Be Giants, Minimum Wage. I, there is a song by They Might Be Giants that I know, and it's that when I'm that. What is it, man? I it's Birdhouse in Your Soul. Don't remember. Um, they've done a bunch of stuff. They made all the music for the SpongeBob musical. Oh, know? really? Oh, wow. Which I've which I've never watched, but I, you know, they. Uh, it's like one of those bands where people don't know them, but they get all these like residual money from kind of randomly doing theme song work. So that's that's awesome. You know, there's something I like about that. Like kind of having like a long standing career and nobody knows who you are. You got to respect the game, (laughs) dude. That's what's up. Yeah, absolutely. We'll probably also want to get like a tenacious D song on there too. Since we're already talking about, you know, kind of kooky stuff. Yeah. Go ahead and put karate on there. (laughs) Bro. Speaking (laughs) of karate, hold on. We were at fucking Kohl's today, looking <laughs> okay. in the little kids section, right? Yeah, right. And you know how they have like the the pants, right? And and they have like slim fit, regular fit, straight of fit, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. It was one of them called fucking Karate Slim, and I was like, 
what the fuck does that even mean? Like they're just making it shit means, up. Now, it means bro. slim, like, but you can still, you know, do the. You can kick somebody's the, ass. The head like, oh. kicks, yeah. You still got That's so interesting. Ability. Yeah, because it honestly seems a little contradictory. Because I feel like karate geese are pretty loose. It's all about they are. Loose. They are loose. Yeah, because yeah. like, you want slim fit karate, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you know fuck? what? It's just good that kids have options these days. Yeah, right, I guess. yeah. Back but, in my day. <laughs> You Man, got Jinkos, <laughs> or you got, uh, oh, dude, what was that fucking weird? Oh, a Faded Glory. Dude, oh, yeah. yeah faded yeah. Glory, baby. Yeah, I grew up in the era of giant pants, you know? Yeah. So, like, Jinkos, I, like baby. Yeah, huge pants. Fuck yeah. Like, absurd pants. Uh-huh. Um, so, I don't know. It, it's always in flux, but I might have to go check out these karate pants. Yeah, yeah karate yeah, pants. I'm, I'm just curious. Call them random, the pork chop fit. I don't know. My somebody... friend just sent me a link to Kung Fu Shoes. <laughs> so I think that if I, they're like these really lightweight shoes that I guess oh. people use for Kung Fu and uh, they, he doesn't do Kung Fu, but he said that they're comfortable. So get their maybe... ka- karate slams in the Kung Fu shoes, bro. Oh, look out. I yeah. know. Basically I just need some sort of shirt, <laughs> <laughs> a Krav Maga uh, yeah. a tank top or something. Yeah. Cobra Kai. <laughs> No, I get the get the uh, the American flag shirt, baby. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. The, you know what? Straight from Old Navy. Are they still oh, doing yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Of course. That's not oh, all yeah, they're man. doing anymore. Yeah, I'll buy it for me, all my siblings, and my parents, so that we can go to Disneyland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, anyways, back on topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that just reminded me. Of, no, I like the, the no, I like Karate the side stories. Slim. Uh, anyways yeah so you got into so you got into that pretty long around 10 to 12 uh the beatles and all that stuff um it it was like obsessive listening just like just one cd over and over and it wasn't until i like made some like more friends in like middle school that i started getting into more genres like reggae and hip-hop and stuff like that yeah because i definitely didn't have any sort of like reggae or hip-hop influence like in my home like i don't think that at least at the time my parents could have named like a hip-hop artist it's very interesting that you add in the hip hop elements, like in the middle of the songs, you know, you have like uh, the yeah. ones with Shaka and all that stuff. And it sounds really good. It's sort of my favorite part, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like I, I love hip hop and uh, like making instrumentals for it is just so fun. And uh, like, I'm not, I'm not a rapper by any means, but like, there's definitely like an aspect of the production that in my mind is always hip hop, which yeah. is like, just because it's, you know, uh, as far as like creating your own samples and getting that really like tight sound with the 808s and stuff like that. So like, I don't think that I'd ever really have a project without at least having a few like hip hop features on there. Cause mm-hmm. I just, and I'm a huge Gorillaz fan as well. Like yeah. Gorillaz, when I was oh, in nice. high school, I was obsessed with Sublime. So it's like some of these bands that incorporated hip hop that kind of, um, along with a bunch of friends showing me stuff, kind of opened my eyes to that type of music and how it can be used even in like an alternative genre yeah for sure Uh, man because i love that and that that song with shaka like i've been wanting to make a song with him for a while because whenever we played that show together that was at least five years ago so yeah you know and the song has to like be right for the artist like sometimes i'll make something with the concept of it being something else and it'll end up being like oh this is the one i'm making for them yeah yeah, that makes sense so I mean, I, I love having those features on there. I'd love to I, do more multi-genre stuff, like have people who do all types of genres on the album. Yeah. So your Rapid Cycling album, the last song, King Senate. Yeah. Uh, I love that because it's like a like a call-out call record. So like 
yeah. you say your own name. So kind of mm-hmm. like Shaka Khan or like uh, uh-huh. Mike Jones or <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, dude. <laughs> I, dude, I never would have thought that I'd ever make um, a song like that because like I generally am not, I don't really like, I don't really rep myself so much like in the songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so like the King Cynic name was originally just the name for my character on Animal Crossing. like oh yeah like my my girlfriend uh she does like astrology and stuff and her thing is called lady bitterness and she was like what would be the counterpart to that she's like oh king cynic and i was like oh that's funny i'll use that for animal crossing and then as i'm constructing this album that name just keeps staring at me (laughs) and like i wanted the last song to be like a commercial jingle that just breaks halfway through which is why uncle nini i mean uncle nini not only do i think that guy's a great person but his voice is unreal. Yeah. That was it's unreal. That song, and that's his, that's his talking voice. And then he did double tracking where he's doing a higher voice over that. And that wow. higher voice sounds like a standard speaking voice. Like is it not only his, his, like the sound quality of his voice, but just that guy's vocabulary is unhinged. Um, I wanted it to end on like a commercial jingle, almost like, yeah. a, like as if it was a serial advertisement and then just break into this hip hop song and then have that like weird, disturbing ending like and that song has more views than any of my other songs on spotify yeah so it's funny how that's happened because i i it's kind of what i was talking about with the beatles right like i want there to be moments on the album that are uncomfortable or strange yeah Yeah. and i really thought that that was it like this is the song that's gonna mind fuck people right before they turn it off or that's what my hope was yeah and then it's it's pretty much the most listened to one so i don't know if that's just a hint to you know to me to do more weird shit, but yeah. uh, he did a great job on that. It'd be a completely different song without his accompaniment. For sure, man. I, I personally, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the shit that you put out, dude. Like, oh, honestly, thank you so much. my favorite one is, I don't know if it's true. God, yeah. I love that yeah. song. Cause the lyrics are so like depressing, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the beat is so goddamn happy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So how I picture it is like, you look at exactly how fucked up everything is and then you choose optimism, which is like the, you know, the antithesis of the whole King cynic thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause if you look at the song with uncle Nini, you know, I, you know, it's not like I'd ever think to refer to myself as a King in any aspect, like yeah. I wouldn't, but the concept is that like when you, when you bury yourself in purely cynical thinking, you become the King of your own kingdom. Right that no one else lives in yeah so it's like you always think you're right you always think that you're better and you command no one so like it's kind of like what i like about i don't know if it's true is just like it's basically a song just saying don't kill yourself but like in the most like happy sing-song way possible yeah so like yeah i mean that one's gotten it's funny like doing multi-genre stuff because different people will kind of resonate with different tracks Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of the people who are in bands and stuff like that, that's really the one that they're kind of, and that's an old song. Some of the songs from Rapid Cycling, like Ending Times with uh, Sad Boy Sam, the the initial verse and chorus of that I wrote when I was 17. Wow. So it's like, it's over 10 years old, you know? And like, it just takes a while for the idea to like set, you know, and yeah, know when to, to use flesh it. Out. Yeah. Um, most of the songs off Rapid Cycling, I wrote on a piano like while working on this other album with a band. So it was all side stuff. And I didn't really know what it was, even though I had the name rapid cycling pretty much since I started it. Yeah. So 
but yeah yeah thank you that song i'm just like i had a good day on the acoustic guitar there sometimes it's hard to play in tempo and uh i i knocked all the guitar out for that in like one sitting which was like you know it was huge because yeah that's awesome dude that's really cool and like i don't know i just i really enjoy the indie aspect of your music like like Mm -hmm. Definitely more people need to listen to King Cynic 100%. I, I absolutely yeah. love oh, this shit. Thank, yeah, thank you so much for saying that. Because uh, yeah. Yeah, I always say like I'm bad at social media. Yeah, same. Bad at posting same. consistently. Because yeah. the King Cynic page right now, I've got I've got 123 followers. And I just do not, you know, I post, you know, once every three months. So it's not like a yeah. surprise, but like I've got some stuff brewing this summer. I'm doing some shows and stuff like that. And so I'm hoping to kind of get some more people listening to it especially with this new ep yeah me and adam are like the absolute worst people to have a podcast because we fucking don't use social media like like we're creepers we we like to creep on social media but we don't fucking hardly ever post like we don't post we don't yeah we do the only reason we got pictures of ourselves on our social media is (laughs) because i got a girlfriend he's gonna yeah and i got a wife like like, otherwise dude it would be just the whatever so that yeah absolutely i'm terrible at that i can't take a selfie i'm really bad at it yeah oh no yeah don't ask me to I, yeah. uh, for the, for the first, uh, album rapid cycling, my concept was that my character was going to be an old man. So in, <laughs> I was going to have a friend, my friend, Keith, his name's Keith L Davis. He does all the mixing for both the EP and the album. And he's got, uh, he's a rapper. He has some stuff up on, um, Apple music and Spotify, but he, um, his girlfriend was supposed to, uh, dye my hair white to do this whole kind of old man thing. And it just didn't happen. And I was filming the music video with uh, for Ending Times for Sad Boy Sam and just on the spot had to drop the old man like routine. But then I kept wearing the thing. So I'm like wearing these like super like almost like Kirkland brand looking new balances. Like if you look at my <laughs> if you look at my uh, Instagram page, I'm trying to I'm trying to wear like an off brand like members only jacket. Like I, I, I had a I had like a vision board of what certain old men dress like and that's what i was going for and it just it it barely even made it into the final product like it's not a present aspect of it so it's just funny i i figured like oh for each project i'll have a different like costume because that helps me with the like being on camera or taking pictures of myself i feel like i'm doing a thing this is how I'm connecting it back to the selfies. I know it took 15 minutes, but no, no, dude, you're completely right. Like, like yeah. that's exactly how I feel. That 100. Like, if, yeah. if you have a character and you're doing it for something, it's easier to 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 do. But I'm like sitting here. Why the fuck would I want to take a picture of myself just sitting here? Like, no, seriously. Like, who the yeah. fuck cares? Yeah, like, exactly. And, and the funny thing is that I don't place that judgment on other people it's like pure i don't either yeah yeah Yeah. other people take selfies and i'm like looking good cindy yeah Yeah. like (laughs) yeah dope dude (laughs) but then you always get the same answer like like okay so like augustine and i we don't live i mean we live like two hours apart and so when we do hang out we hang out but like we don't go to like events super often yeah so like when we do we're not the friends that take pictures together no we got the, the one picture him and i have together the most recent one was like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so we hang out, we hang out and we're like, bro, let's make sure we take a picture today, dog. And he's like, yeah. And yeah. we don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. like, and, and and it's the same thing with the selfie. Like, I don't want to selfie myself, but then everyone says the same thing. Well, you know, uh, not to get sad here, but it's like, well, you know, 
they're not always going to be around and you're going to love to having pictures of them. And I'm like, you're yeah, no, that's right. So, it, but it's true. I just, I, I don't do it. Well, yeah, the thing either, that, yeah. the, the thing that I'm worried about is like that if I go missing or something or like some, some random thing happens and it like, they're showing the most recent picture of me on the news. I don't know what that picture is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be me dressed up as my King Cynic character. And everyone's going to be like, ah, why is he wearing those, those yeah. balances? Shout out, shout, out, <laughs> shout out to Kirkland. All right. Don't poo poo Kirkland now. <laughs> I know, man. I see all the old guys wearing them and I tried them on and I still think they look bad, but I won't lie to you guys. They're pretty comfortable. Bro, they got Kirkland, them. Kirkland's good, man. <laughs> they got that memory foam, man. That's just comfortable. <laughs> and you know what the thing is, is like, I, I, some people are like just post a picture of yourself other people will think it's normal but no every even loved ones are like why are you smiling like that yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, they will, because I, like, thanks yeah. motherfucker like i finally i, I finally yeah, build the finally courage to post the picture and you point courage. out my flaws. Uh, i know i know <laughs> i never get the angles right like i it's either like too high and like half my face is cut off or no, it's exactly. that one where you're double chinned up you know and, yeah uh -huh. yeah i'm getting I that going I can't get it right. No, my mom, she she takes a lot of pictures at it, like all the events that we do at her house instead. Yeah, and she right. takes the worst fucking pictures. Oh my god. Ever. And then <laughs> yeah. she like like cause she just like literally just stands there and just like snaps pictures. And like there's pictures of me right. like with my my eyes, like one eye's closing and the other one's like opening. And I'm like, <laughs> I got that weird ass look on my like it's the worst fucking pictures. And then she posts them like like nothing. Like, oh, oh my god, it's my beautiful family. And it's like instantly yeah. to Facebook. Oh yeah. That's the yeah. <laughs> People with Facebook. And a hot dog and yeah. <laughs> I, I told my dad, I was like, you know, I got this weird like rash on my side. I don't know what's happening. And so then he looked up an article about getting rid of rashes and he tagged me in it on his Facebook page. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. he said, by the way, son, just in case I found this online and posted it on like his, like, I don't yeah. even know what it's called on Facebook, his story, his wall. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Hi, son. That thing we talked about earlier yeah. today. By the way, the, this should clear it right up. Yeah, it should clear it right up. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that thing in your pants. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm terrible yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, same. My my uh, page, my Facebook page for the show, we just post a bunch of memes and shit. And I've been uh, doing this. One of them that's actually, you know, we've been trying out different shit to try and get, uh, you know, engagements. And the one yeah. that I found out that's it's really doing really well for us is just like posting a picture of the album cover, like a really old album. Like, I think we did a perfect circle the other day. And that one got a fuck ton of comments and like engagements on it. We just asked him, like, what's your favorite track off the album? uh yeah, so i don't have to, to post questions right? yeah it's yeah so i don't post pictures of us and if I, i'm trying Thank to find God. a way not to do that because we're not beautiful people man like <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. or you know what we might be yeah but we don't think we are exactly yeah so that's what it is like, yeah. i'm looking no at shot. a picture of of you and hopefully your family here yeah you look yeah just fine yeah, those are my kids. That's my my uh, yeah, my youngest daughter and, and my oldest daughter. My son's not in there. He's he's yeah. the middleist. So but. he he didn't make the profile picture. Huh? Yeah, he didn't make the cut, man. <laughs> <laughs> his uh his his birthday isn't the password. Is what you're telling me? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man. No, I think he was at his mom's that weekend. So <laughs> uh, likely story. Yeah, gotcha um let's get some uh let's get some gorillas and sublime on this on yeah, yeah oh yeah sure. okay so that i i think about those bands like in a pair because like i've been profoundly obsessed with both of these groups in the past and it you know it's in 
it's never constant, you know, but when I was yep. in high school, I just got obsessed with sublime. Cause I figured out that I could sing a little bit like that guy. Yeah. And so like, it was just someone in my range and I, he has all of these acoustic tracks and everything. And so like, I definitely started mimicking his voice and a lot of the kind of multi-genre stuff, like really like, you know, they've got certain tracks, like I'm going to bring up um, his song KRS one. So it's just a complete song of just him saying thank you to KRS-One for educating him more than like the school system did. Yeah. And it's it's almost just him on acoustic guitar, like for the whole intro. And that one really like, uh, I don't know. I just think it, it's great, a little underrated. And then for uh, Gorillas, I'm picking something off of Demon Days and it's their track with um, MF Doom, uh, November Has Come. Nice. I haven't liked every single Gorillas project, but when you listen to Demon Days, all of the hip hop features are meant to be there they're supposed to be there it doesn't feel like it's coming out of left field or like it's like a reach and not like really because you were talking about kind of the indie quality of my music but then there's all of these hip-hop features and my main goal especially with rapid cycling was like i want them to feel organic i want them to feel like they're exactly where they're supposed to be yes and when you hear mf doom on that track that's just like it goes with the flow of the album so well they have so many good um rap features on their first two i i love plastic beach but as far as like hip-hop features go self-titled and demon days just really have some great features that sound completely organic yeah i, I completely agree with you man I saw a couple of videos on your insta so you uh you, you play a little bit of a guitar and you get some acoustic versions of your songs do you have play like any other instruments or how'd you even like learn guitar was that you know, so young age or my um I was lucky enough to have some instruments at like in my home growing up. My grandfather um, on my dad's side, he could play piano just kind of by ear. Uh, so he'd just hear stuff and he'd just play it. And he died while I was fairly, fairly young. But uh, that definitely made a uh, impression on me. Mm-hmm. My, my dad uh, kind of, he definitely can play the guitar, but he's one of those guys who's like, I can't play the guitar, man. I don't know how to do that. And then he plays and I'm like, that sounds beautiful. What are you talking about? Um, but he had this, uh, it, it's a nylon string guitar that he saved up for like back in like the early sixties that he still has. And it just has this real chunky sound. And I learned how to play the guitar on this old nylon string guitar. And you want to know what rock classic was my first, uh, song I learned on the guitar. Of course. King of the Hill theme song. (laughs) And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about just like just the root notes. So just da, 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 da. That's oh, it. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I play, I play keyboard, I play guitar and bass and uh, I use this little green toy melodica on almost everything that I make. So if you've listened to like the most recent EP, the song lead, the bridge on that is me playing my little toy melodica. And uh, yeah, um, I, I feel like I started to learn instruments as the need would come up because I liked writing songs. So uh-huh. like, I feel like I've plateaued skill set wise on several instruments because I, it's not like I practice on a day-to-day basis. I write songs and then I'm like, you know what this needs is some ukulele real light in the background. <laughs> and that will be the one time that I play a ukulele that whole year, you know? So like, I kind of want to go back to the, back to the books, like maybe get a, like a classic style guitar and learn like, like classical music or something, learn finger picking. Yeah. Cause it's just yeah. fun to go back to the drawing board and then find good things to steal and then come yeah. back <laughs> yeah i feel you yeah yeah that's really cool man yeah um but yeah i mean on this album 
you know, I use some drum loops. Ghost Shaft has done some beats for me. In my old band, we had um, we had a live drummer. But yeah, basically all of the instrumentation is me as far as like synthesizer stuff goes, keyboards, bass, uh, guitar. So and I record it all in the moment. So even on these last two projects, like if you asked me to play one of the songs, like play that part there, I'd have to remember <laughs> like it's okay. not rehearsed basically if that you. makes sense like no, it's me yeah, that makes sense. deeply in the creative process being like this is what i need to do right now and then that information just like is gone afterwards which is yeah, why i'd love yeah. to play this stuff live but i'm like man i have to like i have to right. relearn my yeah. own songs yeah yeah that's that's pretty dope actually and speaking of ghost chef i i mentioned this uh to him in the most endearing way that like that i really enjoy the unsettling parts of of your songs right because I yeah. mean, it's just, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's like a me thing or just like maybe the three of us are kind of wired that way, but like just the unsettling parts, it kind of like grounds you again. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's relief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It it's like it, especially when it goes back and forth. This was kind of the concept with rapid cycling was like, I wanted it to go into like heavy depression and then immediately the next track go out of it. So it's this whole kind of like bait and switch, kind of like a wave running through yeah. it. And I feel like the reason, because I approached I approached Ghost Shaft to do the drums for Out in Five, and that's with Christina Sharp. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy Marsh, and he did drums for uh, Ending Times. Yeah, there might be another one, but that's why I asked him, was because his music just had this emotional quality of being able to go into the abstract and then still find its way back home. And uh, I, I, yeah, I love that quality of his music. And that's definitely a big reason why I sought, sought him out to kind of like work together on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He did tell me he did a uh, finger drumming on the uh, rabbit cycling EP, uh, Go Shaft. He, I don't understand this man, honestly. Like, um, yeah. So he <laughs> makes, he for years made these beats just on his phone. And they're, they're like really good. It's, um, yeah, I mean, he, uh, that dude's different. He, uh, just has an incredible, uh, productivity and energy that is, uh, intimidates and scares me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, man. He's, he's, uh, seems like a really, really genuine individual. This yeah, far. absolutely. Yeah. I got that same. Yeah. 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 I'd love to meet that guy in person. Cause I was, I was going to try to have him do some mastering on rapid cycling and I, it didn't work out, but not because he didn't do a good job. It's cause like, I just had to be in the room. Like I, because especially cause like musically, it's not like I'm traditionally trained or anything. There's a lot of hand movements going on <laughs> that I cannot convey yeah. <laughs> over Instagram. And uh, yeah, actually the guy who mixes all my tracks just moved to Tennessee. So I'm, um <laughs> oh man <laughs> i'm in a bit of a situation <laughs> yeah, where, yeah where are you based if i may ask yeah so i i made um i made rapid cycling in pomona california and right now i'm living in orange okay uh but i've lived around there uh i i was born in whittier i lived in la habra this is all for people who aren't from california what i'm saying is north disneyland <laughs> give you a clear <laughs> nice. <concept>. um <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. So actually a majority of the collaborators on rapid cycling, uh, do not live in California. They're from all over wow. the place. I'm yeah. So Tennessee. That's a big move. I know. Yeah. Him and his, uh, I said girlfriend, but fiance now they're oh, going to go live with some of her wow. family, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. 
For he, sure. It gets cold. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is something I really don't know anything about. So I have no advice for him. But um, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably the sole reason that like Chainsaw, uh, my EP is even out right now because he was like, listen, dude, you're making an EP before I leave. And so he mixed and mastered Chainsaw. And uh, I was in like, after rapid cycling, I was in like a total like creative block. I felt like I couldn't come up with anything. Mm-hmm. And he just, uh, he gave me a, uh, a due date and we made it happen. And like stuff just started pouring out. So big, big ups to my friend, Keith. He's the greatest. Uh, yeah. And, shout uh, out Keith. Congrats on the yeah. engagement. Good luck with Tennessee. I know. We'll see if he comes back, man. California brings people back. Yeah. It, it does. Been there, man. It does, man. But like, it just depends on the person. Cause like, oh, so yeah. we live in Texas. So we get a lot of transplants from Cali and New York. And right. it's one of two things. They come and they're like, okay, I got to go back home. Or they come here and they're like, oh yeah, I'm never going back. So it could go either way. Yeah. Well, either way, he has my support. You know, it's like with California, it's just such a it's not, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to be like, it's the best, but it is distinct. It's kind of its own it thing. Is. So California's dope, man. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I, I really enjoyed like uh, San Diego. Um, yeah. Went to LA for a little bit. Good food. Oh, yeah. Great for food. Sure. Oh, yeah. Wonderful yeah. food. But uh, I've never yeah. been. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, Closest I've been to uh, California is Seattle. <laughs> right. And yeah, I've been California. to San Fran as yeah. well. Yeah. The weather's great. I, I mean, you guys, I mean, you got that down. Yeah. Like, it's the best. Yeah. When it's not on fire, it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, we're literally on fire. Here. <laughs> Bro, it's yeah. like, oh it's my been a hundred and I get in my truck and that's the most yeah. Texas thing you've ever heard. Um, when I get in my truck, it, you <laughs> know, the, it says 110 there. And it's, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's been, it's been getting there. I've been working this new job doing like some construction stuff and we're outside and I'm just like, Oh, sir. Been, yeah i know i know but um yeah so i i feel for you the heat is one of the main reasons why i'd want to move honestly because every summer i just die <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent, dude it's it's fucking hot i hate the heat <laughs> <laughs> i really do man I, I mean i'm lucky enough to work in like a climate controlled building but right it's still not good enough not in this heat dude no, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely this season. I'm actually fixing air conditioners is what I'm doing. Oh, you doing HVAC? So, yeah, basically. Nice, okay. nice. Some like yeah. plumbing and stuff. I know, living the dream. My uh, uh-huh. my <laughs> dad owns his own HVAC company and my brother does HVAC as well. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, you know. Yeah. 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 I'll get it once upon a time. For I did it. Yeah, like I did a couple it. Couple weeks. weeks. I did it down in Louisiana for a couple months, and you want to yeah. talk about how to fuck that oh place, dude. Oh, my God. I can't imagine the humidity, yeah. right? Yes. Like, everybody wants to complain about the Texas humidity. Let me tell you something. It shouldn't got nothing on, like, southern Louisiana humidity. <laughs> it rains, just, like, I, every morning, and then by ugh. the afternoon, it's, like, just, just like a fun. sauna. It's just like a swamp, dog. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, seriously. Even my, my girlfriend is from uh, New Jersey and they have some humidity there and living in California, everyone's like, oh, the weather's so nice. Everything's always like, it's so nice all the time. And I, I didn't, you know, so I hadn't experienced true humidity and man, I sweat too much to live in some of these states. Yeah. I couldn't maintain. Yeah. New, New York in July is pretty brutal because like, it's just, everything's concrete and all the buildings right, are like reflective. Right. So you just, you're like a little ant and like, there's like yeah. magnifying glass effect. It was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I I went to New York for like a total of like seven hours 
when we were <laughs> in uh, New Jersey. Like we just went there for the day and walked around. Oh yeah. It was like, I know that it sounds ridiculous, but it was like sensory overload for me because it was right at Christmas. It's a lot. I was like, Oh my God. I was like emotionally exhausted by the time I was leaving. Oh yeah. I was like I need to live <laughs> in the woods <laughs> somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, we're killing it at these tangents, right? Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. 100%, dog. Hey, you know what, man? It is what All it right, is. All right, Corey. <laughs> album of the year. What's the album of the year so far? Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> this is 2022, right? Yes. I believe so. Jeez. Um, man, I wasn't prepared for this one. Jeez. Uh, you asking, oh, you shall receive, no, sir. No, wait. What the hell am I? Th- Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Hey, fucking hands down. Mr. Morale, that's a... That's uh, the new Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. album, dude. I, I got to say that just like plainly just out of how much I've been listening to it because I'm going to go see him live in September. So I'm. Oh, nice. I'm, that's awesome. I'm in it. Yeah, me and my friend and uh, Alberto are going and I'm super excited for that. So that was and that was like highly anticipated, like obviously not just for me. Yeah, that, I think so, Kendrick Lamar is an amazing storyteller. 100 percent. Yeah, like, yeah just he he knows how to take you it like he knows how to tell a story and make it make it seem like you're actually there like <laughs> he he's very theatrical yeah he like he has he uses so many different voices and like he brings in aspects that you wouldn't think would work like on damn him bringing in um him bringing in u2 for the track xxx yeah it's just like who would have ever thought that u2 would ever be on any sort of hip-hop album yeah and like then all the references to Eckhart Tolle which is like this you know kind of semi-spiritual leader self-help kind of dude and he has him dubbed in there and it's just so odd you know yeah like uh, on this album in between tracks you hear people um tap dancing and then you hear different dubs talking about well like stop tap dancing around the problem like and just how that feeds into it. Yeah. Because you wouldn't think sonically, like, you know what I need? I need some like, tap, 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 tap. like you just wouldn't ever like imagine yeah. like bringing that in. Or like, if you had to guess, like what, what's going to be the big feature on Kendrick's new album? It's like, I don't know, a bunch of tap dancers. I want to guess. 100% dude, you're right, man. That's crazy. You got a favorite song off of that album? Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to pick a song off Dam, And it's the song, um, let me see here pride because on the album damn he incorporates all all of this guitar that is kind of unsettling and odd and i feel like pride has that like the most and uh they do this cool thing with his voice where it's going down in tone and then up in tone so it gets high pitch as he's rapping then it goes lower and it's just so it's just so weird and odd and i never hear people talking about that song probably because it's so weird and odd and uh yeah so pride I'd say nice. Kendrick That's Lamar. Awesome. Um, oh shit, I had something else, but Adam, you got any any? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about. I, I, I had something let's talk about it, Velvet so. Peach, man. Oh Tell shit, about that, that oh, song God. is it's awesome. I don't know how many like there's like 15 of you on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone sounds great. I almost can't take responsibility for that one at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> I well okay so so. Uh, ghost shaft made it and i gotta say like i don't he's never talked about playing piano and stuff like that but then he has these like these great chord sections with like this cool kind of like funk jazz piano stuff and he sent that to me maybe like i want to say two years ago but maybe i'm fudging that and it's more like a year year and a half 
because originally there was a little bit of a different lineup, but the first time that I heard it was when Obi Dreams already sang over it. And me and Obi Dreams, we used to be in a band together. She's like a sister to me. Like we always work on stuff together. Um, we're good friends. And she just has like just the like the prettiest voice, like just the smoothest, nicest voice. I've never really heard her do a take that I'm like, eh, about. Yeah. And she carries that song. Like her her part is great. I write down every little thing that like I love yeah, it. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I it's really it's really sick. Then like I was supposed to do like I think at one point Christina Sharp was supposed to be on it. And then I was gonna do this little in-between part. And then Ghost sends it to me again way after we first talked about it. And he's like, can you do something on this? And then I messaged him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to work on this today, probably like a week and a half later because I was procrastinating. And he's like, oh, no, we're actually good already. And then he messages me again. And he's like, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead and try. <laughs> and so like my part is so tiny. I just was trying to like kind of bridge Sam's part and Obi's part. Um, I think that Sam does. a. I mean, Sam, Sad Boy Sam is just like super talented. That guy can rap over anything. So yeah. not to down, not to downplay his part. I love his part, but I, I just feel like Obi Dreams killed it. So I, I really, what, my part was simple. I did that in a very short amount of time. Like I just came up with my little bit and then he did, he put some cool vocal effects on it. So it's kind of like the kind of highs and lows, me singing in two different octaves at one time. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's just, you know, that's what I love about collaboration is like, someone asks you to do something, you throw it out there and then you just watch, you just watch the, the plant grow. You right. just like see yeah. what it turns into. And uh, yeah, I was super happy that I, I kind of made the cut on that one. Cause uh, I feel like my voice um, is like finding the right spot for it in someone else's project is sometimes like a little difficult because so many of the people who I collaborate with do kind of like more like hip hop oriented songs. Mm -hmm. So I'll have people be like, oh, I'm going to find something. But it's like, and it's nothing personal at all. It's like, you know, it's like, it's so much easier to have a rap feature than have like a hip hop song than randomly I'm doing semi alternative R&B type shit. So big ups to Goshef because he knows how to tape together basically <laughs> like any genre you could imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love how the track turned out. I, I like the whole concept and I'm really just happy to be a part of that one. Yeah, yeah. And, and also clocks in at a, uh, a brief four minutes, 20 seconds. Let's it, go. I know it's long, right? And uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long song, you know, Yeah, but it, it totally works. So no, it, it's, it's, it's a great song. Um, what is the most unsettling artist or, or band that you enjoy? Because I take it if, if it's like part of your music, you enjoy listening to it as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I mentioned they might be giants. They have a bunch of songs that are like borderline terrible. Um, <laughs> they uh, Tom Waits. Uh, and I mentioned him because my dad used to play him all the time. He's mm -hmm. just got some just some gnarly stuff. He's got this song called Talking at the Same Time, which isn't even an old one. It's from like 2011. And he's just doing this grimy falsetto for the whole song. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? OK, so it's it's not just like content. It's like when people let their voice break, let it sound bad. Yeah. Like when you can hear them breathe and going into rapid cycling, did that sound creepy enough? You can hear them breathe. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, but seriously, I have asthma and shit. Right. So like sometimes in between vocal takes, I'm doing just, you know, I hear it back and I'm like, what the fuck are these sounds? Like, what am I doing? 
<laughs> and um, while I was making rapid cycling, two that really got me were Fiona Apples, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. She like, she didn't independently make it. It's produced by, you know, like whatever. It was distributed by a, a company, but she basically made it herself. And there's just so many like weird chant like parts of that album mm-hmm. that yeah. where like you can hear her voice break. She does really uncomfortable no- notes. She does like improv. You can tell she's kept the first take. And another one that was like that for me was honestly Tyler, the creator's Igor, because there's, there's parts of that album that are just like, yeah. almost like fundamentally unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? completely. Yeah. Um, Brittany Howard from Alabama shakes and she has a, a, her own solo album. She's just got this unreal voice and the dynamics of her voice are so odd as far as going from like these really low notes to these really high notes on this big swing. And that's if I could like, you know, if I could sing like somebody, I'd, I'd want to sing like her. And, uh, and I, I try to like, there's a little bit of mimicry with that just as far as like getting these really emotional dynamic things that sound so uh, improvisational and um, loose, you know, because it's some people just want to like record it once you're done. And so I try to find the balance between that, between like refining it, but also making it there. So like on rapid cycling, if you go on my, um, on my Instagram page, you see some of the videos before the album came out of me singing the song. It, it was never intentional for it to be like this, but I kept every single one of those audio takes. So every single like take on the album that there's a video for, that's the final one. And so it's like, that's me dressed up as the character. That's me in the mind space of like what I was doing. Yeah. And also in, in that sense, David Bowie is a really big one for me too. Cause you can compare David Bowie and Tyler, the creator in the sense of like them having a theme or a costume or something to go along with each album. So kind of like a specific vibe and David Bowie just had a way of like making his voice break and still making it sound really like beautiful and profound even. Yeah. The Labyrinth is still like, like one of my all time favorite movies. I watched that <laughs> shit with my kids, dude. They love that movie too. <laughs> yeah. That's Bowie's, Bowie's voice is fucking God damn it. It's so good it, in that movie. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of unreal, right? Yeah. Like trying to mimic him. Like he just does these like insane high notes yeah. and it sounds like he's breaking but it's just it's like the guy from like rage against the machine where it's like he's screaming but for some reason it's perfectly in key yeah you know or like pixies mm-hmm. even you could say like pixies too like on some of their like more unpleasant songs <laughs> yeah tyler creator has definitely some very unpleasant songs like i don't know i feel like uh Sometimes he does make you like extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> like, should I be listening yeah. to this? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. The the very last track on Igor, uh, when he's saying like, can we still be friends? Like his vocal take is like horrendous. Like it's not good. And yet like he's gotten you so like emotionally attached to the storytelling that you're, that you sit with it. Yeah. And that's what I like. Like the content has to like drive you through it. And then you can use that unpleasantness like as a tool. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I can be self-conscious about my voice and stuff. So like when I'm singing, if I hear little weird things, breathing or something like that, I just kind of had to let that go. Like, especially for rapid cycling. And it, it's done me, it's done me good. I think. You know, it, it sounds so well done though. Like, mm-hmm. oh, thank you so much. I really... it, 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 it honestly, like, I can't tell the difference. I, I'm sure I don't really have the ear for it either. So like, I'm, I'm not a musician at all. But I've heard some pretty horrendously recorded stuff, like like mix and mastered <laughs> stuff, right? And yeah. 
I can't tell the difference between that album and like, I don't know, say just like a, a bigger album that that's been mixed and mastered yeah. by, you know, by well, like a, by like an actual label and stuff like that. Like it actually sounds really fucking good. Oh my God. Well, thank you for saying that. Cause like, I just will, you know, I'll really like something at night and then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, and there, you know, there's moments where I just know like um, the song uh, with a uh, domino four or yeah, domino with a Roman yeah. numeral four spring. So the whole song's the whole album is kind of like a Halloween themed kind of fall autumn album. And then there's a song called spring, but it's because me and domino started talking. We figured out that like, we're both born in April and so we wanted to make a song about, you know, the season. And so I made spring and like, I feel like it must've been like, I don't want to be like 10 minutes, but it was, you know, it was like potentially under an hour, hour and a half. And I did those vocal takes the first take, like after writing them down. And I just, I honestly don't even think that I could do them like that again. Like, because I'm doing those big, I, I don't, it was never even a choice, but on rapid cycling, I do these big uh, fluctuations in, in like, in the vocals yeah. Goes, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like and i'm doing that with the guitar simultaneously and it was never like i didn't sit down and go like this is what i'm gonna do i was just listening to like a bunch of billy holiday or something and like just like i just want to get that rasp and that vocal fluctuation and so that song came together like stupid fast and he's such a talented rapper like he can just freestyle on like anything and so he really brought that one together because i didn't want every song to have it where like the the rap feature is only on the bridge or it's only on the outro. So in that one, I have an intro and app outro, and the whole song is just him freestyling. Yeah, that's a so, fucking amazing song too, by the way. <laughs> thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really like, some of these people who, I'm, who I've had the chance to work with, it's been like, honestly, like an emotional journey because yeah. you, put, you put yourself out there and then you see what they make with it. And when someone puts so much energy and time and emotion into it, it's like, oh my God, like it, it's an intense connection specifically for to have with someone you've never met in person. Yeah, for sure. You know, there was an artist you mentioned after Tyler. I, you know, I completely forgot who it was. Tom oh, Brit- Brittany Howard. Yes. Yeah. So let's see. I said for Tom Waits talking at the same time, I'll say for Tyler, the creator, uh, gone, gone off of Igor. It's like gone, gone. Thank you. Or something like that. And then for Brittany Howard, I'm going to do one from her band, Alabama Shakes, uh, the song Sound and Color. And like, I'm not sure if you've listened to Alabama Shakes much, but like her voice is just unreal. I've like, never heard Alabama Shakes. <laughs> it, that, that song is so beautiful. And she just does such interesting stuff. And she has a solo album, um, which I'm blanking on the name of her solo album, but her voice is just unreal. I'm, I'm sort of in love with her voice. Like... I, I, you know, I don't know. And, you know, it, it makes kind of juxtaposing to Tyler interesting since that guy does so many things to manipulate his voice yeah, to be able to get some of these R&B tones since he just has such a like monster of a voice just as it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Bowie. Oh, Bowie. Uh, let's do uh, uh, Oh, You Pretty Things off Hunky Dory. Oh, yeah. And Fiona Apple, uh, Cosmonauts. Let's go with like current listens, man. What are you listening to now? Oh, man. Um, well, I want to make sure that I have some time just to shout out some of the people who I've worked with. Um, yes, sure. yeah, that's yeah. next. Okay, that's next question. Question. okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, I just, like, it's, uh, let's see here, current listens. Oh, my God. I've only been listening to Kendrick Lamar and David Bowie. This is bad. Um, okay, so uh, 
Um, so uh, Jimi Hendrix is big, like for me with guitar. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say like the song One Rainy Wish. I do. I mean, I on the guitar for the little like emotional beedly bong, beedly bong, bing bongs things. That's <laughs> a, a 10,000% just Jimi Hendrix. Nice. Um, I want to say for like Jizza, like Liquid Swords, just as far as like a more like more like hip hop. Um, yeah. Or like, how about like a tribe called Quest? The song "Moving Backwards" yeah. featuring uh, Anderson Pack. I I had never really listened to Anderson Pack that much, and his feature on that is just like it's gorgeous. Like <laughs> he nailed it, pretty much. You know, it's crazy. Anderson Pack. He did. Uh, he did. Um a lot of music for the trolls movies. That's the first time I've, I've actually, so I've heard a lot of his songs before with like Mac. Now, Miller. now which trolls movies like trolls too, like from the, yes. Like those movies, like Anderson Pack did a ton of songs for those movies. And I'm pretty sure he was actually, babe, wasn't, wasn't Anderson Pack the, one of the characters in trolls. Oh, you mean the, yes. tro- okay. The you know what? Okay, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you've seen those movies, right? What I need you to look up is I need you to look up a movie called Trolls Two. And, oh, and I see think what, I know what you're talking see, about. See yeah. what I thought you meant? No, no, no. I'm you're talking about, about like the, musicals. The, yeah, yeah. The 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 3D animated yes. troll movies, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's the first time I actually ever heard of uh, and like his name. So I've heard of a right. lot of his songs with like Mac Miller and stuff. I just didn't know who 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 he was, and then. He, uh, he was actually a character in Trolls 2, the world tour movie that they did. <laughs> well, that's uh, fun. Yeah. When you said that he made the music for Trolls 2 initially, there's like this old cult classic. Like, yes, yes, it, I know Like exactly. the worst movie ever made, the whole Neil Bog thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and so I was like, there's no fucking way that he Look, did that. I got, <laughs> I got <laughs> fucking kids, all right? I got kids, so when I say it's Trolls, fine. like... <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I do know that one, talking, too, because we yeah, used yeah. to watch that shit all the time back in the day. <laughs> Oh man, the grandpa looks so drunk in that movie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyways, off, and back uh, to the yeah. story. Anderson Pack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just the you know like the first time I ever I heard him on on that. Then I looked him up, and it's him playing the tiny desk. And you know he's just singing while he's playing the drums. It has like a, a charisma about him. You know he's fun yeah. to watch, and he's just got such a raspy voice. Like uh, I had never really listened to Bruno Mars, but then they did like that Silk Sonic mm-hmm. like project, and I was like, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Bruno Mars got finally a found fucking the amazing voice, dude. Incredible mm-hmm. voice. I just never, you know, it just never entered my. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then now I'm kind of like, oh my god, I didn't even understand. Like Speaking how talented this desk, guy was. Did Did you see the fucking Usher Tiny Desk concert that he just did? What? No, I haven't. I've oh, seen memes bro. about it. I gotta go. Motherfucking <laughs> Usher, like Killed god it. damn, dude. All right. <laughs> His I voice is still like unmatched, man. Like tiny tiny desk has become like the Quentin Tarantino film of music where like people go there to remarket themselves. Yeah. Like ever since like um oh Jesus, who did it? I mean, everybody like everybody goes on there in their acoustic set. People are like, you know what? I actually really like that song. Yeah. Which is funny because like obviously 808s are such a big part of hip hop, and there's so many like hip hop artists who hate like live drums over a track and yeah. yet these these tiny desks always blow up because you like simplify the track you like strip yeah. it down to its barest elements it's just and raw. people can kind of like feel it you know yeah so just raw i find vocals, that to be really raw, interesting everything everything is just there you know and 
Oh, T Pain. That was the T Pain did it. Yeah, like, he didn't use auto tune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah. T Pain can actually fucking sing. I know, <laughs> which is so sad too, because like he clearly has a good voice. Like, try oh, to yeah. sing into an auto tune filter if you can't already sing. Like, it sounds like fucking garbage. Yeah. I try. I tried using auto tune for one thing, and then I realized that like I do those fluctuations. Those. Uh, uh, you can't do auto tune on that because it turns it into uh, 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 like it's, it sounds awful. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah. So back to you did um, the last one we did was a tribe called Quest, and now um, you can put some of the homies on there, man. Shout them out. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna start with Keith. So that's Keith L. Davis. He released um, he released an album right before he left to Tennessee, and I'm on a couple of tracks. So I'm gonna do the song "When I'm Cruising with You," and that's on um, you know uh, Apple Music and Spotify. And then uh, Christina Sharp, she featured on my song "Out in Five. And she she didn't just do the vocals for Out in Five. She also did the piano. And she's like nice. such a such an intensely better piano player than I am. And the <laughs> she songs and voice too. I love that. Her voice song. is so great. But she's like she can play like straight up like Beethoven. Like she can play it with her eyes closed. Like wow, she's an incredible piano player. And so when I first like found her stuff, I was like, I have to have her play the piano on a track. And the song is in like five fourth and stuff like that. So it's kind of like. Um, I I was worried it was like too much to ask initially, but she just completely knocked it out of the park. She did such a good job. <laughs> and then uh, Sad Boy Sam, he has a new single called uh, Agoraphobia. And uh, that guy, I, he, I'm actually going to do some backup singing for him at this show in uh, August. I'm super nervous about it. And um, so I definitely want to work with him more so you can expect some more stuff between the two of us. Nice. And uh, then Ghost Chef has a song with uh, Domino for that's Domino IV, like the Roman numerals. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure exactly. And they have a track together called Obama Phone Trump Check, which is just like <laughs> killer. It's so good. It's really, really good. And then OB Dreams, of course. Um, basically, everything she makes is fantastic. Her voice is unreal. And she's just like, if you listen to her EPs and stuff, just genre wise, it's so eclectic and interesting. Like with her kind of like voice, she could like lean on just kind of doing the same sound a lot and she never does. So I always appreciate that. But she has a song called Hurt Me Again Times Two. So the times two is like a X2. Right. And then um, my buddy Ethan, he's got a new band called Feather and Arrows. I'm not sure if you heard like on my track Mint, uh, that flute solo on Mint. It's yes. And it's so that's him playing on like a traditional native American, like courting flute. Like it's, nice. he plays on these three different flutes. They're all different size. And me and him were like super good friends in middle school, kind of lost touch with each other. And then during COVID started talking and I felt super, um, it was like privileged to have him play that on it. It's such a like kind of obscure thing to have on the type of track that it is. Yeah. And it just, it just made it for me like that. His features, the reason why I love that song. But so his new group is called Feather and Arrows, and he has an instrumental song called Medicine that's really great. Then let's see, I got a Patchwork Academic. Him and I have been trying to make some stuff together, and it's always we always pick like the weirdest genres. So trying to get like a kind of cohesive project together. We have a bunch of things that are fun. So yeah. I think I'm going to have something going with him. But his track Peacemaker, AV3000, super fun. He does like kind of world music, like instrumental type stuff. Yeah, so it's okay. good almost like kind of like study music even because it's and talk about things that are kind of like when I say unpleasant, I'm not calling his music unpleasant, but he does eerie kind of spooky. Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then Shaka D Cakes uh, off his latest album. He has a song called Ivan. And I don't know if it's like an ultra distorted bass or if he's just doing a distorted guitar, but he does his own instrumentals and stuff. And he's rapping over this just heavy guitar. I think it's awesome. He's on my track uh, Phone off of yeah. my new P. And he's just, I mean, he's, he's talented as fuck. Like he just, uh, like when I was talking about Anderson Pack, as far as like just having that charisma, he has that, he has that stage presence and charisma, like super cool guy too. And then Uncle Nini, he was on my track King Cynic. He has a song uh, called Best Regards. Um, and then I got Rory Rocket, who I haven't gotten the chance to work with yet, but um, his stuff is really cool. He's got a track called uh, All I Needed, All, like O-L-L. And then uh, Odie Deus, uh, never been able, I, you know, I, I made an animation for Odie Deus, but uh, I've never done a music collaboration with him. Um, but he <laughs> has a song called Betwixt Um. I mean, like, yeah, it's a, so it's a beat. I know, right? I'm like trying to read this and say it in my own voice. Betwixt them. Like, it's like B E T W I X T space E M. Um, I and I found so, it. Okay. So that song is super fun, but he has this music video for it that's like this sci fi music video that I'm still just so blown away by. Like, it, there's like cartoon elements in it. And then he has like this, like, almost kind of, I want to say like puppetry because they have a real ship that's like tiny that they're using in front of a green screen or something. Yeah. Anyways, it's super, it's super fun. So uh, check that out. That's awesome. Hey, I think you failed to give me or not failed to, but forgot. Fail. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Christina Sharp. Oh shit. My bad. So it's her song, uh, uh, Rabid Rabbit. Yeah. She's, she's really like her music is very interesting because like I said, if you listen to it, her piano like writing is so complex. So it just really adds like another layer to like her whole vibe. And I really enjoyed working with her on Out in Five. She wrote the whole kind of bridge portion and she did a fantastic job. She's really cool. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, Adam, you got anything else? I, I don't have anything else other than the, uh, the, the huge. The huge. Okay, cool. Um, so we like to open this playlist up and close it with um, your songs. So is there two King Cynic songs, one for the open and one for the close? Yeah. So let's open it up with Chainsaw because I already gave it the Chainsaw name. Yeah. Um, and then let's end it with uh, King Cynic with Uncle Nini. Yeah. I'll, I'll use, I'll use the uh, commercial jingle to its fullest. Go ahead and call out your socials. Uh, you know, plug yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the big one is like my I had a super good time making this recent EP Chainsaw. That's King Cynic. King is spelt with a Y, so it's K-Y-N-G space C-Y-N-I-C. And uh, yeah, I mean, any support to that EP would be great. My uh, my Instagram is King, same thing with a Y, underscore Cynic. And uh, yeah, check me out on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. If anyone listens to Tidal, you could <laughs> theoretically <laughs> listen to me on Tidal. Um, YouTube, Amazon, all that stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, I think that's it, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Adam, am I forgetting anything? I feel like I'm forgetting something. No, man. I mean, you got the intro, intro and song. Okay. You got the social okay. shout out. Uh, yes. Yeah. I will say it, anybody who hasn't listened to King Cynic, go listen to him. He yes, is please. so fucking good. It is amazing music and you will love it. Oh my God. Absolutely, Thank you so much. Sure. I, had a, I had a bunch of fun 
I'm worried. I talked about too many random things, but I had a really nah, good time. That, makes, good good, that makes for a good episode, dude. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. All right. Well, thank you so much. And you too, thank man. you. Yeah, you good luck nice with night. the podcast. You guys, uh, you, you guys have very nice voices to listen to. So oh, got awesome, that going. Dude, that's the first compliment we've gotten like uh-huh. that. Thank you very much. Oh, it's nice. Dude, I like uh, it. I listen yeah. to it. in the Hall of Fame, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, fuck All right, yeah, cool. Right, Thank you so nice much, night, guys. Dude. Yeah, you have. Thank you. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye.